Hello, and welcome back to the Unending TBR podcast. I am your host, Nicole. Today, in this episode, I am joined by Alyssa from Bookstagram by Alyssa Morgan. And we are, it's a little bit of a different, this is a listener viewer input episode where you guys had sent in your movies, TV shows that you would like a a book recommendation based off of that. So let's get to it. So this week, Alyssa has joined me. Thank you for joining me, Alyssa. Thank you for having me again. Oh, so this is really, I feel like this is going to be a fun episode because this is an episode that forever ago, I asked our listeners on Instagram, what kind of like movie TV show would you like, tell me a movie or TV show and we will try to give you book recommendations based on your submission. So this is like, some of these really surprised me and I found completely new um, movies and TV shows based on your recommendations, but um, yeah. Yeah, this this is definitely a varied list. And I think a lot of ours will be like, if you liked this element of a TV show or movie, then you'll like this element of this book or series. Obviously they're not exact matches, but it is fun. And um, some of my favorite movies came up. I can't remember if it was me who submitted them this. That might that might have been cheating, but <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's our episode. We can do what we want with it. <laughs> I, okay, cool. I added an extra one too because I feel like that I really enjoyed that show, and I found something that was sort of yeah. And it's like it's not like these are adaptations of the books or any way you know. But there's elements of it. Yeah. So why don't and you go I ahead also- and start? Oh, what? Yeah, I added a bunch. I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. So the first one that I thought of. Um, Enchanted, the Disney movie, and The Sound of Music. Oh, um, Perfectly Penelope by mm. Pepper Basham, which comes out next month, I believe. Um, and she just perfectly captured Giselle slash Maria Von Trapp mm. um, in Perfectly Penelope. And there's just so many different elements. I actually mentioned that in my review. So definitely, if you love the bubbly theatrical optimistic um type of heroine you'll love perfectly Penelope oh that's good I know I I just recently rewatched that sound of music it's just such a good timeless movie I love that it's a classic I I feel like part of it was also big um big inspiration for my career as a nanny it's like she put the kids needs oh, first and you know, it's right. like, yeah and it was just like she stood up for what those kids needed and I love that about her and yeah that was great all right what's what's one that you want to talk about okay so one of these that um I I have actually not watched the whole movie I was on YouTube watching um like recaps and like like a 30 minute kind of thing explanation of what the movie was just to be able to cram some of these in um and that is Sabrina and they said specifically like the 1995 Harrison Ford version of this movie and um this was like a remake of the one with Audrey Hepburn um so it's a rom-com 
two brothers um and then the girl kind of goes through a transformation she's kind of like invisible she goes through a transformation in paris and um now it's kind of like she's kind of caught in like this triangle where she had always wanted one of the brothers but the other one is the one expressing like the interest so it's kind of like it, it was it was really interesting watching this and two books come to mind when I was watching this and they're not exact adaptations but there's elements of that she she wants one brother or she thinks she wants one brother but one eventually wins her heart I mean spoiler alert but I mean if you're familiar with the movie you know what I'm talking about it also has elements I feel of he falls first trope which um, I know is very popular recently. So I'm going to talk about Emma St. Clair's Royally Rearranged. So that one has that similar element of kind of a triangle, but not like the Sabrina triangle. Um, I feel like that one had in there. And it's, it is a rom-com as well. There are super funny elements. Rafe, the hero in that one, just won Emma St. Clair. Like, overall battle of the book boyfriends he came out on top in the books so i mean he was a really really caring character i so i feel like that one kind of matches up um but also and again it's different but one with that trope as well is chemistry of love by soraya wilson these are both um clean general market rom-coms chemistry of love has a little bit of differences um but it has that similar kind of trope of the the triangle that's kind of what I went with that one so very cool okay what are you going to go for um so my favorite movies ever are the national treasure movies Indiana Jones the mummy I love treasure hunts Mm -hmm. love treasure hunts um national treasure that treasure hunt elements made me think of the secret of the isles series by rosanna white um where they are doing a treasure hunt in the isles in england which loved that one the mummy and indiana jones i got vibes very similar to the cairo curse by pepper basham which is the second freddie and grace mystery from um that began with the mistletoe countess love that series the cairo curse definitely had that egypt archaeological treasure hunt vibe i also feel like maybe it was because i watched i read the book so close to watching the movie but i really feel like it definitely also had secrets of the nile vibe like i actually feel like it's stronger like that that mystery element whodunit very much like wait no death on the nile no i was gonna say you mean death on the nile yeah, yeah i meant death on the nile i'm like i love that, that sounds right. <laughs> so yes it, it definitely yeah. has that vibe as well um yeah. all of it well i mean i just i wanted to be a history professor slash history nerd like the girl in national treasure growing yeah. up and then I went and got a business degree, but whatever. Um, but you still have your love of history. <laughs> I do. And that's why pretty much all the things I'm going to talk about today are historical fiction. Yeah. Um, that's how I get my history in. But I would say those books, the treasure hunt element, definitely um, from those movies and the dashing heroes, of course. Yeah. 
Um, I also feel like National Treasure, and I feel like that movie has so much going for it because it combines both like history, adventure, archaeology. Plus, I actually do believe like it would fall in the genre kind of of a heist movie. So I'm just going to add in um, the Griffin heist by James Hannibal. Like if that's like heist books are really hard to find that for me in like Christian fiction, including, I mean, because it is like stealing. Yeah, well. Or reacquiring. Like, I would like a little bit more. It's like, okay, let's do, like, there's all different kinds of things that you could do with the elements of heist, like repossession or finding out clues and stuff like that. And I feel like so far that I know the Griffin heist is one of the, you know, few, but I feel like that one almost has a little bit more like leverage vibes to it too. So anyway. Well, I'm adding that to my TBR because I've not heard of that series. So definitely going to read that. I am really surprised that leverage did not come up in the list though anyway so um, it came up in my mind does that count I love leverage (laughs) (laughs) okay another one that I'm gonna get like some of these that I have no idea what they were kind of out of the way um lake lake house oh that's a good movie you haven't seen that no I mean yeah I I like that movie it's been years since I ever watched it but so I, I knew like about it and I like watch free caps and stuff like that and kind of like breakdown of the trope. And that one's a definitely like, I feel like it's very, very niche of how that movie is all put together. Um, I'm going to go, I can't believe I didn't write down the author's name. Dear Josephine, that one had elements of um, like, growing uh, attached to a character through letters and writing but it also had an element of them being separated by time so that is pretty close then I've not read it it, it's I mean there's 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 I'm not going to say how it ends but I'm going to that it it's not and again this is not like it's not an adaptation it's something with similar like elements but um yeah but I thought it's like oh that that sounds kind of like dear Josephine um but also I can't like one of my favorite like where they fall in love through letters is with every letter by Sarah Sundin really really cool World War II like secret identity type elements to it too Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's what I have for Lake House what's your next one well I'm going to talk about the obvious which is Miss Scarlet and the Duke tv show love it they are infuriating me though and you will see why once you watch season three um <laughs> I'm just, I can't even spoil it I'm just I please just get to it that's all I will say <laughs> but I have I, been watching I've been watching you and Rachel McDaniel like react to that and I'm kind of like I'm gonna wait before I even start the series because I'm watching all the stuff that you guys are going through the slow burn is a little too slow let's put it that way yeah. um anyway Miss Scarlet and the Duke you know woman detective vibes Victorian England London um police work all of that definitely Michelle Greep especially her the thief of Blackfriars Lane and the sequel which is the bride of Blackfriars Lane and I know Mm -hmm. there's a third one coming out soon but I love those books I actually did a reel on my bookstagram that um kind of 
shows you know the similarities but miss scarlet and the duke if you love that show read pretty much anything by michelle great but yeah. especially those those books by her yeah she has a very consistent like energy and theme through her books and it's definitely like that energy um so this is kind of like a different one ncis la they were spe specific with ncis la I watched um, it a long time ago. I haven't watched the last several years. Is it still yeah. on? I watched like I the first know. five or six seasons and then I got I tired of being disappointed by TV. And so I started reading more. <laughs> same, same here. But um, I remember like when that move, when that show like came out, I was, it was my favorite version of NCIS. Um, but um but before I actually watched NCIS LA, I I read with my brother, um, Mel, it's an oldie, Mel Odom, he has an NCIS series. And it's like multiple characters, multiple, it's, I feel like it's a little bit more on the um, more serious, whereas NCIS LA has, I feel like a lighter, higher energy, like it's, it's more humor in it. Um, Mel Odoms is a little is more on the serious slightly darker side if I remember correctly but it is like that's where I learned about the Naval Criminal Investigation Services and I thought that was just such a neat well neat I true confession in high school I was obsessed obsessed with NCIS obsessed yeah. and I bought this series and I started on and I think at the time I was starting college maybe, or maybe I just didn't get into it right away, you know, because some things are good for certain times in your life yep. and some things you're just not interested in at the time. And maybe I was reading for school, who knows, but I do remember, you know, like the original NCIS, those books were a little bit darker. I think my mom has actually read them and she doesn't love reading a whole lot, but she read yeah. them and said that they were pretty serious. Um, but I've heard that they're good. And obviously, you know, to a certain point, I loved NCIS when they, again, I stopped watching TV a while back because, or at least things that I didn't know have a happy ending because I was so tired of being disappointed by shows. But I know I get, I totally get that. Um, yeah. I mean, I read that a long time ago and my brother read it at the same time and that he has like, he loves really fast paced things. I feel like they, I remember they were marketed as like men's fiction kind of. So Maybe it isn't why. like the typical like romantic suspense that you have. Like it, it is more like general suspense. Um, but also, lie. but also Danny Petrie has a coastal guardian. If you want to kind of keep that, like the Navy water, water, bound type thing she has like her coastal guardians series has like um it's the coast guard investigating type thing so it's like a similar energy Ooh. and it follows like a, a cast of characters that work together to solve the crimes and stuff like that so there's also that very that cool okay all right all what right. do you have um so i stopped watching this show but a lot of people either love it or hate it. It's Outlander. Mm -hmm. And if it had been cleaner, I would have loved it. And it's, so I always it's, killing, it's absolutely killing me because the recent series that I'm seeing everywhere advertised is done Revolutionary War era and it's killing me. But I'm like, I don't want to get it. I know. Well, okay. So I 
one of the seasons of Outlander takes place at a battleground I used to volunteer at here in North Carolina. Mm. So I, I've always said, I want somebody to write a clean version of Outlander. Yeah. Because we can enjoy the premise, the time travel, the yes. romance without being grossed out. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Now, some yeah. people think it's fine. Everybody's got their own standards. It's totally yep. up to you. For me, I didn't particularly enjoy it after a while, but there are two books that specifically, you know, the romance across time. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big one that everybody's talking about right now is When the Day Comes by yep. Gabrielle Meyer, right? And I haven't read it yet, but I am going to read it um, before I go to the reader's retreat next month and she will be there. So I've heard it has good uh, time travel romance vibes. And then my favorite, which you recommended, because when I stopped watching this show, I told you I need yes. a clean version of Outlander in book form. And you said, read Lady Ever After by Tamar Tamara Lee. And I don't yeah. know if I'm saying right. My apologies. Yeah. If but time travel, medieval England, mm -hmm um romance is spectacular but clean just an excellent excellent book might be time oh. for a reread I know um, I, I was thinking of the same thing and that one's so interesting too because it is um it's the hero who time travels you don't see that quite as much it's usually the heroine so yes well and even the method of time travel which I'm not going to spoil it has outlander vibes yeah because there's lots Very of time travel right now um, I mean, I just read Estuary by Lisa T. Bergen, and that was really good. Mm -hmm. But specifically, Lady Ever After has um, the vibes of Outlander, I feel like. So, yeah, definitely. It. Definitely. All right, you're next. Okay, Law and Order. So, I'm not uh, like, I don't gravitate towards like legal can't think of it like legal drama courtroom, courtroom drama Court, courtroom drama yes um but I feel like Kara Putman her hidden justice series especially I was like reading and looking up so I've not read her book I feel like I might have read one like a long time ago but um um I feel like she get she has that like courtroom drama the elements of doing you know solving the crime as well and even if they're like complex cases so I feel like that would be an author to check out for that one that's all I have <laughs> I need you to talk about Timeless because that's one of my favorite shows and you have recommendation that you have recommended in so many podcast episodes and to me so many times and I still haven't read it and I know you're mad at me about this and I need you to talk about Timeless which is my favorite show those who don't know about Timeless um basically it's a history professor win and yeah. an ex army or marine and they basically yeah. have to stop this crazy guy who stole a time machine and is trying to change american history yeah and there's yeah. a romance okay. element okay so again it's not an adaptation um of course not yeah it's like i almost feel like and part of me was like like on the fence because i feel like gabrielle myers um stuff and it looks like what she's kind of doing about like you're involved in history you're living in two different times like I almost feel like it's like a cross-up between what Gabrielle Meyer's doing with time travel 
where it's kind of like somebody who's living in history in two different times and they want to like change it for the better but not change too much kind of like so I feel like her stuff has those elements of it but my all-time favorite time travel story is the true lies of Rembrandt Stone and I feel like so proud of myself because I haven't mentioned it in a recent podcast <laughs> well I mentioned it for you Nicole yeah so. <laughs> Well, because what, what I feel like with Timeless is they're dealing with things in the present that are affected by things in the past, but also changing things in the past affects the new present. So you have that element of um, they going back, changing things. Now they have to live with the new present. That's not okay. They have to keep on going back, trying to change things to work things out towards the right goal. And so I feel like that's why I say with Timeless, you have to try The True Lies of Rembrandt. So it's very different than, um, so that was a, and that is a three book, um, three author written with Susan May Warren, her son, and um, James Rupert. And, um, but just like it doesn't look like a romance from the covers but it's like the romance in that one was like one of my all-time favorites like otp like yeah rem rembrandt and eve forever like i absolutely love them and every time we talk about it i'm like oh i'm gonna read that next and then i have other stuff i have to read so i'm not gonna promise that but it's definitely on the list I um I just finished the last of Jody Hedlund's um, Waters of Time series because I'm like I want to finish that time travel series which is another good one and then I want to go back and reread it reread Rembrandt because it's like it's just so good don't okay. spoil it I haven't finished Jody Hedlund's Waters or Waters of Time series I was on the launch for the first two and then I haven't caught up so yeah. I need to finish those, but I know you wouldn't spoil it anyway, but don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> okay. What's your next thing? I'm running out, Nicole. Oh, okay. Um, I know. <laughs> A lot of these are contemporary. So I will go through some like rapid fire. Um, okay. okay. I have a couple. I have a couple though. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. So, I'll go uh, through. Um, I'll go through some that I don't think that you've had. Okay. Go for it. FBI's most wanted. So I think I started FBI again. I'm not. I'm not keeping up with many of those TV shows. So I'm looking up. I feel like I've seen a couple episodes of FBI's Most Wanted. I do really love the idea of actually a series of chasing already convicted people or something like that, or that that on the hunt kind of vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. I do know probably the closest would be Lisa Harris's U.S. Marshal series. I think it's like uh, the crash, the chase. I can't remember, but it's like, it's a three book series that is U.S. Marshals where they're hunting somebody who's escaped. So I feel like that has a good um, element to that. I'm also going to say, this is one that I've added. I actually really, um, I was enjoying, which it's a little bit more mature, but um, Reacher on Amazon Prime that one that's my favorite version of Reacher um but right after I watched that Ryan Steck came out with his um book the first in the Matt Red Thriller series it's Fields of Fire very similar like 
vibes to have like a, a person uh, with his it's a marine who's been discharged and um and then he goes back home because he finds his the father figure of his has died under mysterious circumstances and he goes and he solves the crime with it so there's just a, like a lot of elements that give reacher energy i feel okay now you go <laughs> okay um no that sounds really good i loved the chris pine movie version of reacher but i haven't watch the new one with John Krasinski right no not him that's a different one that's Jack Ryan yeah I was gonna say I think that's Jack Ryan because I like the um because I think the other Reacher has Tom Cruise in it okay yeah I'm just confused never mind okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get I know, I always... scripted listeners <laughs> <laughs> all right I would say this one is kind of obvious but night and day the movie with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. I loved that movie for like a decade or more. Yeah. And then I read read the Christmas novella later on will conspire this this December. And let's just say there are a lot of similarities. Very much. With a good twist in there. I appreciated that. Yes. And I so- loved it. I was so kind. Again, that was like one that I feel like we recorded our favorite books of 2022 right before I read that one. And I was like so upset because I'm like, I would have added that one. That one was just so fun. And I am new to like, because again, we talked about how much I love history. And and a lot of times when I read, I like to escape and Mm -hmm. I don't like modern stuff. So I'm generally slowly enjoying introducing myself that's quite a way of saying it yeah to modern stuff and I tried this one and I loved it so yeah definitely okay I'm gonna say this is one it's an oldie but this is the one that first came to mind it was one of the first submissions and that's 27 dresses I am going to say I think the closest that I can think of is Never the Bride by Renee Gutteridge. Um, again, very different, but it's like definitely a character who feels like she will never get her happily ever after. It's in a rom-com thing. It's a little bit like, okay, exercise your imagination though, because the way she interacts and talks with God is a very like creative way but it works for the book and one of the few books that when I was starting reading contemporary romance actually brought me to tears because of the issues that she like talks about brings up and voices about being a single woman and especially when she wants to have that relationship and that happily ever after so I feel like that's the closest that I could find but I really love the faith message and the encouragement that never the bride um, gave me at the time that I read it so very cool yeah okay next one well you know I have all sorts of fairy tale ones um obviously Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. um has a bunch including uh the Bell of Belgrave Square by Mimi Matthews not Christian yeah. fiction clean romance but very good but the one that I have written down is Cinderella and the one that gave me major Cinderella vibes and I actually talked to her and she said she, it wasn't, she didn't set out to do this. The Maid of Valley McCool by Jennifer Diebel set in Ireland. 
total Cinderella vibes. Mm. So I loved just the elements of the rescuing hero, the, you know, hidden identity, you know, facing all sorts of trials from a guardian. Um, and the, the ending is somewhat similar too. So definitely recommend that if you love Cinderella, that might be one you have not heard of as a fairy tale retelling. It wasn't supposed to be, but it, it definitely has those vibes. It's funny how it's like, we can say it's like, oh, this was like, and it may not be like the author's intent or whatever, but it's like those just elements are so, yeah, that you so pick up. Okay. So this one was a really, really challenging one. And I had to talk to my brother who is a big MacGyver fan, but let's talk about MacGyver. And this one I had to get creative with because we were talking about like, okay, what is the elements of MacGyver that make MacGyver MacGyver? My brother was saying like, (laughs) he was helping me break it down because I've watched every, almost every episode of MacGyver. Um, the old one, we're talking, the OG. Um, he's an interesting hero because he's not, um, he's not like the traditional, um, like the policeman or the, the military hero that comes in guns blazing to save the day. He kind of uses like creativity and um like ingenuity so it's kind of like a thinker over brute brute strength kind of hero Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay I can work with that because I could not think of one that is does MacGyver things which would be actually really cool to see but I'm gonna say Vigilante by Robin Parrish is a similar thing it almost has a little bit more of a crossover like almost like a superhero type feel to his story but it is somebody who's like tired of the crime in his city and he is develop he develops his own kind of way of fighting crime and taking and um and cutting down um like that element in the city and so it's close but okay here's where i get really really creative I'm going to say it's like, okay, I'm not going to stick with his, I'm not going to stick with contemporary who has in historical fiction is a kind of hero like that. And I'm thinking um, Malachi Shaw from No Other Will Do. I love that book. It's so good. And I'm like. By Karen (laughs) Wittemeyer, just so people know who we're talking, No Other Will Do by Karen Wittemeyer. That book is so good. It is. It's one of the few I haven't reread. I'm like, I want to save it for a oh. really good time where I need to reread it because I feel like Malachi Shaw does kind of embody that. He, he is very creative. He can blow stuff up. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, you're there so are very, he very much has MacGyverisms, I feel, in him. I agree. And he's just an amazing hero. And that brings me to another fairy tale retelling that I absolutely adored that is going to be obvious, but Snow White, the Disney movie. Yeah. Total nods to that movie and Karen Wintermeyer's most recent Fairest of Heart. Mm-hmm. There are so Definitely. many subtle nods and honestly, I love Snow White so much. I could go into how much I love her and why I love her and how much memorabilia and how I tried to be here in Disney World and all this stuff. But I will just say so many nods to that one, but also yeah. making it its own fairy tale. Check that one out. There's my spiel. There's my there's my commercial for anything Karen <laughs> Woodmire. Yep. Okay, this is another one that was hard gotta get creative um but this is like i feel like a good test full house 
So I'm what like, okay. Pick for Full House. It must be a rom-com. Well, I mean, I was going to go with rom-coms because I mean, with that one, okay. You have a single father raising, ch- raising children. You have family and humor. Um, I haven't recently read as many single father um, rom-coms. It's usually like a single mother I found recently. Okay. So I'm actually going to go back in time a little bit but I'm going to talk about Mary Keneally's Gingham Mountain. I absolutely loved that one. And I loved, I think his name was, oh, great. I should have written it down. I think his name is Grant, the hero. So that hero, his, their town is at the end of one of the orphan train lines. So he adopts the kids that nobody else will kind of take. So he's a single father in western era and he has this whole passel of children and the romances between him and their uh, a school teacher who ends up in that town as well so that's the closest thing i have i have another one what another mary keneally one that just released laws of attraction so father recently widowed well not recently widowed father Mm -hmm. Um, and just the whole community that comes around him, including, um, Nell, who, um, becomes Justice of the Peace in Wyoming in the West, which was amazing. And so, you know, there's that romance, but then like the whole community comes around them to protect the kids, protect him, to help each other. And that gives me full house vibes too. So I have one for that. It's also the same author. So perfect. And I feel like Mary Keneally often does that. Like she has that, that feel of like people raising kids out in the wild. Yeah. So that was good. So this is going to be a little bit obvious seal team. Of course, I'm going to be talking about Ronnie Kendig. Um, Her discarded heroes, a breed apart series, the quiet professionals, those three series very much have that strong. Like if you want military action, you're going to go with Ronnie Kendig. Like, okay. that's, that's what um, I have. Okay, what's your next one? I'm going to steal one off your list. Okay. So, Blue Bloods. Oh. I have not watched that show. Oh. My parents love that show. And I grabbed a book for my mom. She's not a huge reader. She does enjoy it when she reads. If it's something that she enjoys, um, she'll read it. And I grabbed a book by Lynette Eason I was like here mom try this <laughs> and I can't even remember what it was called how terrible is that but it reminded her so much of Blue Bloods that she loved it and I think it was Code of Honor the Blue Justice series that's what I have listed down yeah yes it is it practically like it is so everybody was saying when that series was coming out it's like this is like total Blue Bloods feels so okay so because I have not read or seen but I have from a a third party who is my mother who says that they're very similar and she loves both of them so perfect um another one that was a little bit hard but I'm gonna go with it is they said from bones oh I love bones okay so it's like but do you love like did you love okay so I'm like talking about like okay do I go with the relationship with Booth and Bones 
or am I going to talk about like the type of show, the criminology of that show? I'm going to go with the criminology. I feel like Carrie Stewart Parks writes um, suspense books that very much have that. She does like um, like a forensic recreate. Like she like works on like recreating people's facial structure after they've died or as they've aged so it's like I can't remember the exact term but I feel like that's very much has like bones feels to it to how they solve some of the crimes um I love so. all the things about that show except how gross it can be uh, but so my brother, my brother he... would always walk in at like the grossest moment I'm like, <laughs> there were two episodes where it wasn't that bad and then it's like <laughs> so the fact that you picked it off of not just the romance but off of the type of criminology criminal investigation that they do that kudos i don't okay um i'm gonna circle back to indiana jones because i feel like yeah like i will always approve this (laughs) i'm going to also say like i feel like there's so many elements to indiana jones that all together is why we love it so much um, I remember reading this um, way back in the day. It's a Tim LaHaye series called Babylon Rising. The first two books in that series, I really enjoy. It is like, I'm even trying to remember what he was. I feel like he was a history professor or an archaeologist or something like that, but he's doing stuff in modern times. I feel like in Babylon Rising, he's actually working on getting the bronze snake from the book of Deuteronomy together like and you know so it's biblically based stuff that they're looking for in each of the books the second one is the um is Noah's Ark and um well the bronze snake is actually like multiple installments but he has like a major arch nemesis um that he's like constantly fighting against and stuff like that but I feel like there's very much um in and I also feel like this one is not talked about enough Elijah's Bones by Don Hossel and this is another okay. three book series. I don't remember the middle book's title, but I know the third book was Blood and Bone. This is a story of, so Elisha's Bones, it brings back that interesting verse in the Bible where it says that there was a man who was being carried to be buried. He's dropped out of his litter because there's marauders and he comes back to life because he's touched Elisha's bones. So the premise, I, don't remember that. I believe you, but I don't remember that. For some yeah, reason. no, it's, I should like, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the reference, but it is a true account. The guy comes to back to life after coming in, in contact with Elisha's bones. So the whole premise is, is there's this huge um, grab to try and find where Elisha's bone is because of the promise of immortality. So that's, that's definitely yeah last crusade-esque very much so and it has that fast-paced lots of like history archaeology of the different regions like just lots of stuff in there and I feel like Don Hossel really had that thing but it is modern you don't have like the historical time period so anyway that was my last thing for Indiana Jones okay okay what do you have left Oh boy, I don't have very many left. I will say I love The Princess Diaries, the movie. I read some of the books as a teenager, but the movie is like what I grew up on. 
like it was one of the first movies on dvd i owned yep you know i'm of that age where it was like a big deal to own your first dvd and have to have a dvd player or whatever you, all, you always remember your first dvd <laughs> I, I i just dated myself but um the princess diaries i have not read anything by tony shiloh but i have heard that a lot of her stuff has some princess diaries vibes to it yep um so i wanted to mention that one because i was running out of ideas <laughs> I think they're really good. I just haven't read them yet. So, yeah, yeah. Rachel Hauk has one too. That's very much felt Princess Diaries and the Prince in Me kind of vibes. Her earlier, she has okay. like that royalty romance kind of thing to going to her too. Okay, I'll yeah, I'll do a couple. So this one was like, okay, I've not watched the show, but Endeavor. Um, I was looking up at what people were saying about it, what they loved about it. They loved how it was poignant emotional and there's like crime solving involved in it but I'm like okay but what can I find that's kind of the tone of that show and to me what it looks like for me on the outside and I mean hey message me if I'm wrong but I feel like Amanda Dykes um All the Lost Places has like similar like elements and again that energy that tone of you know, it being a little bit slower paced, but kind of like pieces falling into place over time. There is like a little bit of a kind of like a mystery unknown through all the lost places. So I feel like that would be good. Um, you may laugh at me, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So I'm like, okay, I have two options. One is, and it's a little bit older and I read it and I enjoyed it at the time that I read it. Um, Mary Jane Hathaway's The Men of Cane River. Instead of pants though, you're thinking of girl, women that are coming into a small town and they all are dealing with their romantic interests when they have this one apartment. And it's kind of like the joke in the small town that whoever gets into that like little apartment is going to, you know, find their match. So- you know what reminds me of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? What? Karen Wittemeyer did an indie novella oh. in her sights. And basically they pass around and a bunch of authors did this and I haven't read the rest of them yet. I feel like all my disclaimers are, I haven't read it yet. But I did read Karen's because it was on our launch team. And it is Annie Oakley passes down a pistol that's supposed to help you fall in love. And they pass the pistol around and people fall in love. And so that reminds me of that. You know, what also reminds me of is the heirloom. Again, another one of, I think it's Karen Widmeyer, Christiane Hunter. And I'm drawing the blank with the other two authors. It was another novella collection, but it was I, the brooch. I remember this. And I yes. remember because I read it right before I went to Scotland. And I thought yeah. that, that was so cool because it's a Scottish brooch. And I re have yeah. read that novella yeah. by Karen. So yeah, I, you know, I love yeah. that. That's a good okay, one. Okay, also, if you're really wanting the travel aspect of um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I feel like A Heart Between Us by Lindsay Harrell would be kind of like a good fit because that one is like a girl who ends up with a heart transplant, goes to finish the person that she got the heart from. She finishes her bucket list. That so it kind really of- good and really sad. I mean, there were like emotional things, but I liked how it ended and wrapped up. And okay. I feel like it's strong, like sisterhood story, 
all that kind of stuff. All right, okay. cool. Okay. I've only got one more. Okay. Um, and it is an adaptation. Okay. Um, so Bleak House by Charles mm -hmm. Dickens was turned into a fabulous BBC miniseries. And I recently picked up 12 Days of Bleakly Manor by Michelle Greep. And I was like, there are so many similarities right now. <laughs> and then of course, it, and then even the character names. And when the characters' names match, you know that there's, yeah. it's a adaptation. So it's supposed to be like how, well, I don't want to spoil it, but basically the Michelle Greaves story is the inspiration for maybe Charles Dickens, possibly, who knows? So yeah. It was a great novella to read at Christmas time. Loved it. Yeah. And if you love Bleak House, the miniseries, definitely read, definitely read 12 Days of Bleakly Manor. I'm kind of loving it when authors do kind of mashups, not going traditional Christmas stories like in, um, like Later On Will Conspire, like Michelle Greep, like she combines Gothic with Christmas. Whereas like, like yeah. gothic, like gothic energy energy with Christmas, whereas like they're doing it like okay, a spy thriller, but it's Christmas. It's like I'm totally for the mixing up. Like I feel like yeah, that's just fun. Okay, okay, I'll go through a few if there's okay. Friends, I love Friends. Please, okay, uh, whatever you say, I'm about to write down. <laughs> okay, well, okay, no pressure. Um, I feel like it's hard because I actually have not watched friends i've just seen stuff like osmosis from being on the internet like you know pop about culture. friends friends so, is so inundated in pop, pop culture it because is and that's why it's like really hard to like actually narrow down something that i'm like okay what captures really the essence of friends and this may become really bad because it's like i ha i'm not as invested as it but i'm going to say when you're talking about like friendships community humor um that span like several books i'm gonna say you should definitely it's been a series that i've enjoyed this year it's like super cute small town friend groups that get you know get together and they have like their story and it's all intertwined um getting shipped by savannah scott um the first one is friendship second one is battleshipped but I feel like I've really got into them with the third one, um, which is an amnesia trope, and that was um, Township. So, and now it's like, and I'm enjoying like, and then like, and then there's censorship, um, which I really enjoyed. It's just like a really fun, like uh, absolutely cinnamon roll of a hero. And it was just like, it has those fun, cute, um, moments with that friend group element so that's awesome those like yeah also another one okay white collar again with there needing to be more heist stories i love white collar oh i absolutely love i love the relationship of peter and his wife like that to me relationship goals it like we need, also need more married couples that are like Peter and I forget his name's wife. It's been his wife's name, but it's like oh, Elizabeth. I just love 
that representation of how they support each other. They push, you know, through with each other. We have way too much of people, characters, once they get married, you never see them again on the show in an interesting sense. Um, huge pet peeve. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm going to say Reluctant Burglar by Jill Elizabeth Nelson. When I first started reading Romantic Suspense, I read her books and I really liked it. It's a three book series. But hers is very interesting. I've mentioned it on another podcast this year um, because she is a character who um, runs security for like high art and de like deals, but and is accused of actually doing a burglary. But she kind of like tests out the system by running a faux burglary. So oh, that's totally white collar. It it has white collar type feel. So yeah, but it's like a three books. But then it's like then she gets under as investigation by an FBI agent and then it's their relationship that spans a three book series so I'm gonna call that one um Star Wars of course I'm gonna mention Firebird by Kathy Tires and Ronnie Kendig's Dorsian Saga like I mean I feel like it's repeating itself because the person who probably suggested that it's like of course it's that one <laughs> What are you going to do? I have not read either of those, but I love Star Wars. So see, you have oh. introduced some things to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Like I have read, I've read the first book in the Firebird series. Um, really interesting way that she incorporated the faith element with that one. Um, and it's just like, I feel like, you know, I'll dabble in sci-fi every once in a while because it's like, I really like what people do with the creativity. And now that all of Ronnie Kendig's Dorsey and Saga is out I plan on binging the last three books in that series because to prepare myself for the emotional trauma though <laughs> wow well hopefully it has a happy ending I think she does as far okay. as I know that's why it's like I do not mind waiting for spoilers to find out if it's okay yeah um midway which here I come into another point we need more pacific theater world war ii books i agree um, because my grandfather received two silver stars and a purple heart in world war ii as a navy cb in the south pacific like seriously there's so many stories i would i would really love to to know what happened i mean maybe i blame this on adventures in odyssey having um wit in australia but i it's like i'd like to know what was going on in australia during world war ii okay yeah for the same like, reasons yeah yeah but it's so like any authors who are listening if you want to do this I can tell you my grandpa's story contact me <laughs> we'll make it happen and maybe there are but they're just not getting the traction or the exposure so I would definitely like to see more of that I mean I'm going to talk about the queen of world war ii fiction though sarah sundan her through waters deep you have the navy element of it pearl harbor and stuff like that are happening kind of in the background of that book but you have naval officers and that kind of thing on the water and then you have her normandy trilogy that follows the three brothers and their stories but again it's all the european theater but i feel like if you're saying, okay, what's the closest to Midway that you can think of? It would be those. That's those cool. Books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Almost, almost got it. Okay. Heartland. 
a series that I have not watched uh, books. I feel like I might've read one of the books way, way back in the day. But so if you're like horses, ranches, dude farms, the drama between that, I would say try Mandy Blake's Wolf Creek Ranch. That's set on kind of like a, a working dude ranch that has that atmosphere. Um, there's also Jody Basie's um, Cross Creek Ranch. And one of my um, favorite authors, um, Susan May Warren did um, The Noble Legacy that has three siblings that are on a ranch and it's kind of like the drama, can they keep the ranch? And there's like lots of stuff going on there. So I feel like that is for that one. Um, okay, this is really hard. The Middle. And you and I talked about this because it's like, okay, there, I don't know of a clean book or Christian fiction that is exact, but it's like, okay, it's what draws people to it. Is it the humor, you know, intertwined um, stories between the thing and almost like, almost kind of like a slapstick type energy. That's what I'm going with. Those are the elements that I'm going with, but I'm going to okay. talk about um, um, I'm going to talk about Emma St. Clair's Sheet Cake series. That is um, a father who is a former football player, buys a town, and he brings you know, his, his three adult sons kind of into that, that he's going to like make over this town. But the humor and the energy and the interfamily dynamics of that one, that's what I'm going with in the middle because it is so funny. The first one is a, is a contemporary marriage of convenience. The second is an enemies to lover. The pocket pair just released, which is a, um, uh, wait, wait, is it best friend, sister, brother's best friend. I always get those two mixed up, but um, like a friends to more type thing. So it's like, that's kind of what I'm going with. It's just that kind of feel. Okay. Cool. West Wing. I'm going to say Joel Rosenberg. If you want political intrigue, I always recommend Joel Rosenberg. Um, here's a classic, ER. Oh my goodness, like there's so many, like I feel like ER is like iconic with some of their super emotional times. <laughs> but um, Candace Calvert, which is another trope that you don't see quite as much is medical drama. Yeah. But she has two, Candace Calvert has two series, Grace Medical and Crisis Team. I think I've read like a book or two out of each of those. So that isn't always my go-to genre, but she definitely does have like the medical um, field, different people who are like, sometimes they're a paramedic, sometimes they're a nurse, sometimes they're like outside and there's usually a mystery or something going around. Cool. Okay, <laughs> Castle. I love Castle. I love I Castle. Okay. Castle. Castle. Okay. I don't know if it's so much the romance here. I'm going to go with the type. <laughs> well, I love that he's an author that helps solve crimes with the police department. Yes. And I feel like a series of that would be super, super cool. Um, but... I'm going to have to mention Misery Loves Company by Renee Gutteridge. Um, she, um, that one is one where the, the one, okay, it's related to an author, but it's also related to a woman who is like a book blogger. 
and she writes reviews. She is kidnapped by the author that she gave a negative review. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious and very interesting, especially considering what we do. <laughs> right? I feel like I read this and I'm like, oh my goodness, more people need to talk about this. Like it makes you think about those one-star reviews. <laughs> oh man. But it has the element of mystery. It has like, kind of like really talking about like, like even like the the craft of storytelling and the pressure that some authors are under so it has the the, there is a character that is a writer and there's mystery and the kidnapping that's the closest I had that's good Um, I like it okay and I will mention the one the one that I could not find a match for I will admit defeat I could not find a match to Jerry Maguire I have like if somebody else wants to say hey I've read something that's a lot like that let us know and and I will post it because I couldn't find anything yeah (laughs) can I finish with some obvious ones sure Pirates of the Caribbean Mary Lou Tyndall's Legacy of the King's Pirates series Mm -hmm. and anything Mary Lou Tyndall basically yeah um in terms of pirates obvious yeah jane austen adaptations of movies several regency romance authors julie classen i mean just so many where you know they take the spirit of a jane austen movie and put it in a in a romantic book Mm -hmm. for the modern day so, you know, those are some obvious ones that I had forgotten I had written down, but, you know. Yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying for Regency, um, I've really been enjoying Nicole Vaughn, fan. I introduced you to her. You did. So I just I finished the last one. And I need you to catch up because I have thoughts and I need to talk about the last yes, book ma'am. in the Brotherhood of the Tartan series. <laughs> if you want to let my boss at work know that I won't be at work so I can catch up on all these books, then <laughs> yeah, you, you have commitments. <laughs> oh man, um, always fun to talk with you about books, Nicole. Yep. And I definitely would like anybody who has heard this, it's like, okay, if you have, if you think we're wrong, especially with the ones that I have not seen, um, definitely let me know yeah totally open to feedback with this but it was really really fun to do that and I thank you for everybody who helped and thank you for Alyssa for my rapid fire rambling (laughs) absolutely anytime okay talk to you next time Thank you once again for listening to our conversation. And yeah, I totally mean it. If you have anything that you would like to add, if you think we should do this again, pop on over on Instagram or Facebook and you can message Alyssa and I. Um, Yeah, she's Bookstagram by Alyssa Morgan and I am Nicole in the Unending TBR. Until next time, thank you once again for listening.